Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello, welcome back. Thank you for being here with me today to listen to another story. Oh, I enjoy telling them so much. Thank you, thank you. So we were around summertime of 1990. 1990. Oh my goodness, it seems so, so long ago. In any case, in June of 1990, a little cousin was born for Savannah. Edie and John had their first baby, a daughter named Madison, who everybody called Maddie. And we were very happy to welcome her into the family. It was very exciting. They were so, so happy. And we were going to go and visit her after we went to Italy. In July, Dave, Savannah, and I went off to Italy again to be with my family. For someone who had rarely been on an airplane before I met him, Dave was now becoming quite the world traveler and loving it. Although traveling with a toddler certainly has its limits. The paraphernalia alone that was needed was daunting for a start. I don't know how parents do it on planes now with babies with all the extra baggage charges. My God, it must cost them an arm and a leg. Anyway, Savannah was pretty good on her feet by this point, but stairs still took a long time, so everything went slower because, of course, she insisted on doing them herself. She wanted to do them and practice being on stairs But I still didn't budget in extra time for stuff, so I always felt rushed and late for everything, everything. Dave's parents were set to join us in Italy for a week or so, since Dave wouldn't be able to take enough time off of work to do both the trip to Italy and the week to the beach with his family. This seemed a good compromise, since his parents had never been to Italy, and we were eager to show them the sights. If our challenges in bringing one baby on a long trip seemed daunting, Mom and Pat were actually packing up the whole gang, babies and doulas and all, to make the trip to Italy as well. Mom was not going to stay in Palisades while the rest of her family gathered in her childhood home, and this time Pat was adamant that she was not staying behind either. But the privileges of wealth were such that Mom could elect to bring along the whole team. Nancy and Virginia were both thrilled to be going to Italy for the first time. Not quite the dream trip, but still a stamp on the passport at the very least. And Italy is a very baby-friendly country, so even if they'd be strolling with babies in parks, it would still be a beautiful, welcoming place for them. For this trip, Dave and I would be staying in the big house. That's the main house where my mom had spent her early childhood and where my grandfather had lived until he died. After he died, my mom and her siblings had decided to renovate that house a little bit so that they could open it up to the family and so that it wouldn't have this air of mystique and forbidden splendor that didn't allow for the rest of the family to enjoy it as well. 
When I was young, I had never been upstairs in that house because the upstairs were private bedrooms and we just didn't go there. So it was very new to be staying in that house and actually going upstairs to my own bedroom. We decided to do this because carting Savannah up and down the hill to the guest house with all of her trousseau was just going to be prohibitive to us having any fun at all. So we settled into what had once been my mom's bedroom back in her childhood days. And my grandmother was staying across the hall from us. And mom, Pat, and the babies were staying in the larger bedroom that had belonged to my grandmother and grandfather when they were married. My grandmother definitely didn't want to stay there because that was where the other woman had spent the rest of my grandfather's life with him. And then Nancy and Virginia were staying in a small bedroom that was at the end of the house that had originally been the bedroom for the housekeeper. Our bedroom had a lovely little balcony that looked out onto the ocean so we could hear the sounds of the water, which was a delight at night. It had high ceilings and a big bed with a tapestried headboard and various landscape paintings on the walls. It also had a small gray tiled bathroom with a shower, but no bathtub. It had a bidet, of course, as all well-outfitted European bathrooms do. And the year before this, the bidet had served to wash the small infant Savannah. But Savannah had outgrown her bidet baths, so we would have to prevail upon my grandmother across the hall to use her big bathtub to bathe Savannah. She did not mind this at all. After my grandfather had died and his second wife had ceded her ownership of the house to his three children, it had taken a few summers, but my grandmother finally agreed to accompany her daughters to return to the home that she had occupied with her family so long ago. It was a big deal that first time, but it also came the summer after her last husband died as well. So they persuaded her that she should come with them because she was now free to make her own choices. And she finally felt strong enough mentally to face that huge hurdle of reclaiming her love of Italy despite her loathing for, quote, that woman, unquote. <laughs> for the last few years, she had been thoroughly enjoying sharing summers in Italy with her children and their children. These were the heydays of our family trips to Italy. As more and more of the youngins were added into the family, it soon became clear that there simply wasn't enough room for everyone to come and stay at the same time which necessitated the introduction of spreadsheets for scheduling rooms and further complications. Oy. But that nonsense is far ahead still. For now, we were all a happy group. Well, the babies weren't happy. None of them. Where the previous summer, Savannah had been an infant and had been sleeping a lot regardless of day or night, a year later, she had a solid sleeping schedule at home that was now completely topsy-turvy with the introduction of jet lag. Toddlers do not understand time changes. Her body refused to adjust its rhythms, so she slept during the day and was up much of the night. That was when we discovered a distinct downside to staying in the main house. The main house is situated on a large piece of property that goes all the way down to the sea. It is surrounded by gates and high walls and fences and such, with spikes on the top of them and things like this that you'll find in many big homes in Italy. And it also had an alarm system because there had been a couple of break-ins during the course of my grandfather's tenure there with his second wife. And so they had installed a complicated alarm system 
that had to do with shutting up the main house, including all of the doors that led to outside. So once it was nighttime and the doors had been closed for the night, there was no going outside. You could not go into the garden or you would trip the alarm and everyone would be awakened and the police would come. So whereas in my normal life at home, if Savannah was having a bad night, I would have simply put her into the car and taken a drive and she would have fallen back asleep. Or at least I could have taken her for a stroll out in the stroller in the garden. But these options were not available. Oh, I was beginning to regret this decision. After three or four nights of this particular torture, Dave and I were zombies, and Savannah was quite loopy. She was weakened from lack of sleep, and although she was still sunny and cheerful in disposition, she was not so steady when she walked, and she was falling a lot. The floors in the main house were marble throughout the ground floor rooms, with occasional couple of stairs going down to the terrace where we ate our meals, and then half a flight of stairs, marble stairs, leading out to the garden. As stairs were particularly challenging for Savannah still, I leapt up to catch her every time she was headed towards any stairs. I was as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs, as the weird saying goes. <laughs> when Virginia, the Trinidadian babysitter, heard me moaning about Savannah's lack of sleep, she said that she had something that would surely help a Trinidadian mystery serum called gripe water. At first, I resisted this unknown remedy and insisted that we would work it out. On the fifth night of being locked into this beautiful prison where everyone else was trying to sleep and Savannah's nighttime babbling was waking my otherwise patient grandmother, I found myself knocking on the door of the bedroom where mom and Pat and babies were happily snoozing. Okay, I gave up. Give me the gripe water. Virginia handed it over, and she told me what the dosage might be for a baby Savannah's size. So Dave and I went back to the room, and we measured out a dropper full of gripe water and squirted it into Savannah's mouth and awaited the blissful sleep that would follow. Nope, it was not to be. Half an hour went by, and she was still babbling away and walking around the bedroom. So we decided, okay... Maybe Virginia only gave this to tiny babies and she doesn't really understand that there's a big difference between a large baby and tiny babies. So we measured out another dropper full, squirted it into Savannah's mouth and said, surely that will do it. Another half an hour, 45 minutes later, she's still toddling around the bedroom, flinging things around, babbling away. And Dave and I were on the bed completely wiped out and thinking, oh my God. Not even this works. We gave her another dropper full. An hour later, a fourth one. By the fourth one, Savannah could no longer toddle around the bedroom, but she was sitting on Dave's chest, looking at the two of us, and babbling with slurred tongue. And it was clear that our precious infant was drunk. Suddenly we were like, wait a minute, what is in this thing? And somehow we're able to figure out by the scratchings of ingredients that it was mostly alcohol. Ah, I see, we thought. They give their babies whiskey to put them to sleep. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
We couldn't help but giggle, even though this was terrible, because Savannah was so funny. Little infant drunk. Okay, bad parenting alert, yes. But anyway, that didn't work either. So we were scheduled to go off to Tuscany with Dave's parents, where we would show them a little bit more of Italy since they had come all this way. And I don't remember too much of Tuscany, but there were a couple funny things. We were there for three days, and Dave's dad, Ron, discovered the perks of pushing a sleeping baby around the park in a stroller because all these beautiful Italian women came up to him and were like, oh, che bella, blah, blah, blah. And they were cooing over the baby, and he was like, nice. I'm happy to sit here while beautiful Italian women come up to me. We were in a small town called San Gimignano, and I remember little except the beautiful towers and the bells ringing and the charming small hotel room where Savannah said her first full sentence, which was, money, mine. <laughs> and then she told her first story. Once upon a time, there was a tiger. Rawr! Eek! <laughs> oh, I'm not sure if those came both of them in Tuscany, but I know Money Mine was in Tuscany for sure. We had great food and we took beautiful drives to visit things like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, but the nightly wakefulness dampened our enjoyment a little bit. I vowed never to make a trip to Europe again with a toddler, that's for sure. Because the long story short, Savannah only became adjusted to the time change two days before we left. And then we had to look forward to readjusting her sleep schedule all over again when we returned home. Ugh, nightmare. Well, that was our trip to Italy with the toddler. More toddler fun to come very soon. Thank you all for being here, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.